Henry Ford said, coming together is a beginning, staying together is progress, and working together is success. We live in a world of labels, right or wrong, good or bad, old or new. Central to this are multi-generational communities with infinite layers of experiences. Our experiences influence the chance we genuinely allow for gaining insight from others. Labels and experiences feed the effectiveness of the common ground that we reach. And the tools that we use to communicate mark the path of our journey together, as well as whether or not we will reach our destination. On today's episode, we'll explore the concepts and the underlying question, can't we all be right together? Hey, Alex. Hi, Dave. How are you doing today? Doing great. How about you? I'm doing great as well. So I, I got to tell you, I really like that introduction. Yeah. Um, and uh, with that being said, I'd also like to start with a pretty controversial statement. <laughs> okay. I'm totally, I'm, I'm okay with uh, controversial. It's a good place to start. So what you, what you got, Dave? All right. So I don't understand this generation. <laughs> yeah, that is controversial. Um, hmm. Can I, can I ask what generation you're referring to? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll be honest at this point, I'm having a hard enough time uh, simply navigating the two generations that live in my household right now. Uh, so, yeah, I can't even imagine unpacking all of my thoughts about any others. Right? I think about the fact that in any given workplace these days, there's, you know, there's upwards of five generations working side by side. And I think of all of the experiences that each group brings based on their tenure and education and, you know, being subject matter experts in that, mm. you know, they cover the gamut, right? You know, you're going to find people who are rigid versus those who are flexible. You're going to see risk takers versus the risk adverse, the collaborative versus the independent. Right? But if we step out of the workplace environment, we then add family and social dynamics as well. So unpacking all of that seems to be a pretty big undertaking. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and let me just qualify that I'm right there with you on uh, managing the two generations <laughs> in my house as well. <laughs> but a very interesting statement to start us off. And, you know, when I heard you say that, I, it, it occurred to me that that's, always sort of been a thing if you think about it right like all preceding generations claim that they don't they don't understand like the younger folks or or where society is coming from and for me like getting back to the idea of of trying to manage the generations in my house i think it's it's one of those things where a lot of times i have forgotten or or disregarded like the other generation's curiosity or their propensity to take risks. Right. And I also think that um, some generations validate their understanding of things through the, the lens of their own experiences and, and maybe like for, dare I say the older folks, <laughs> you know, like the, 
not only validating through their experiences, but some of the things that they had to overcome, right? And I guess what I mean is that sometimes we get confused when our experiences are different, I think, and, and we label them in a certain way. And I think mainly like by using the word right. Um, one challenge though, that, that I'll, I'll throw out there is that I guess now more than ever, it seems like the tools that we use to communicate are having a different sort of impact on the connection between generations. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I feel that way because they're so vastly different than, I mean, like now more than at any other time in history. And it seems to me like in all those generations that you were talking about, like in the workplace and in the family um, stage is we're, we're all trying to figure out each other and life in real time and in front of each other. <laughs> and we, it's just never been like that before. And yeah, so I was just, you know, the, the impact um, on society in, in like, well, when you think about the, the invention of the phone, right? Like what, what the impact of, of that on the 18, in, of the society in the 1800s and what they probably were going through. And it was probably met with a lot of enthusiasm and, oh gosh, I can, I can communicate with family members that are pretty far away. And this is the first time that obviously it was the first time that that was ever possible so quickly. But now we've got things like, you know, Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and TikTok. And, and so, yeah, it's, it's just, it's just a different, different way of living life. Yeah. You know, you know, I, I agree with you. And, and I'm going to, at the risk of sounding like that guy, Eric, <laughs> you know, it's, it's becoming increasingly more difficult, not only keeping up with the actual technology of the device or the, or, you know, the layout and the strategies within each of the, or even the purpose of each of the social media platforms as well. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I'm, I'm still getting my head around that. Right. And albeit, you know, trying to be a, you know, and you know, the, the optimist that I do also sense that all of these spaces have the potential for extreme tension. But mm -hmm. I still truly believe that if we are all working together, great things can be accomplished no matter the platform or the forum. Right? I, I think first we have to, to figure them out and figure out, you know, the purpose and how to use each of these. But I think that if we, uh, you know, we just kind of educate each other and, and work with each of the generations and leverage the strengths versus the opportunities that mm -hmm. might exist to, to, to bridge these gaps. You know, I, again, I truly feel that great things can be accomplished no matter the platform or the forum. No, I totally agree with you, Dave. And I, I think, yeah, like you're saying, if, if there's a purposeful strategy for communicating between generations, whether we're using those platforms or not, um, you know, however you communicate, uh, then, you know, we can't accomplish those things. So my, my 
I have a question for you, and okay. uh, I'd like your thoughts on on how that can be accomplished. Like, how can we be a little bit more purposeful w- with the communication between generations? Wow. Okay. So yeah, I'm gonna funnel all these thoughts. All right, and <laughs> yeah. and it's because it's a great question for me. Where it starts is that I, I start by acknowledging that these platforms, all the things that you've talked about and the devices that they exist on, they're legitimate, they're sustainable, they're here to stay. Mm-hmm. And so it's about putting in certain guidelines as best we can towards using them effectively. And and I'll just use one example, right? You know, sure. As, as I've mentioned, you know, so I've, you know, I've got a presence on certain social media, um, you know, platforms and as do my kids. And I think I'm, I'm beyond the point of being able to, uh, you know, implement a rule that you can only be on it this for this amount of time. They're older now. Um, as am I. Right. But I, I try to limit the amount of time I'm on there. But the one challenge that I am regularly not only putting out there, you know, for myself, for my kids, I've even mentioned this to you a couple of times, Mm -hmm. is that I challenge myself that before I'm going to quote unquote, like something, I ask myself, do I like it? Right. Yeah. yeah. There's there's so much out there and it would be very easy for me to just scroll through and just like, 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 like. And Mm -hmm. and I found myself at this point where like, oh, wait, did I like that? And I understand there's a risk there because we live in a world of it's a numbers game. I get it. But I do ask myself, do I genuinely like what was posted? And if I don't, maybe I don't like it. I don't even know if it's noticed if I like it or not. I mean, I, yeah. I think I have 50 friends on any given, <laughs> right? So maybe it means nothing to anybody. But, but that's just one thing. That's one safeguard I put in place. And maybe it's for, you know, my own sanity. Maybe it's for my credibility when it comes to it, right? Maybe maybe you need to earn my like. I don't know. Hmm. Um, but that's just something I offer up. You know, what's interesting about that is there's like three ways to interpret that. or the, I mean, there's probably more than that, right? But the, the like, let me just, let me hover on that for a quick mm-hmm. second. The like is... Um, you know, I like how you're, you're saying, do I truly like this thing? So there's one piece of it. Hopefully the people that are liking it truly do. Um, you also mentioned that there's a numbers game, right? So there's, there's an, there's another way of interpreting it. If, you know, it's, it's also one of those things where for me personally, when I like something, do I really like that? that plate of whatever you're eating, you know, or right. <laughs> whatever, whatever it is, but, and maybe that was a weird example, but it's sometimes I'll like something. I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I like something just to support that person. Oh yes. You know? So there's, it's interesting because you bring up a platform and it seems like the, the act like liking is a verb now <laughs> and right. the act of doing that is ubiquitous on all these different platforms, but right. There's so many ways to use it and interpret it. 
Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I agree with you in the sense that, you know, there's something I may like, whether, you know, there's content that I may not, you know, that I may look at on a Monday morning <laughs> before I get into the, the office and say, I don't really feel like liking that now, <laughs> but, <laughs> but on a Saturday night, I may have loved it. Right. Right. And, right. Know, how many times can I like this? Um, and, and so you're right. There's definitely circumstances that I have in place that, that will impact that as well. And, you know, here's the thing, Alex, in this sense, that's really just a safeguard for me to be, to be honest. And, and it's yeah because on the other end of that, like I'd mentioned before, that person probably doesn't care less if I liked it or not. Right. Which is, which is for them to reconcile. But I like what I'm you right. said. I like what you said in that I mean, the example that you gave was your being purposeful in that um, sort of snippet of communication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I like the limit. I like the boundaries that you set there for that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I also like, you know, I, I like the, the, the added, you know, level that you put in there in terms of, liking something to support a person because I do that as well. You know, mm-hmm. I, I do that as well. And, and, and so there's, there's just another reason why I may or may not. Right. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, I, I'll also talk a little bit about this, you know, when I think about these different platforms and that um, I think about our podcast here, we put it, I put it out there. I put it out on social media, you know, in, in various forms. Mm-hmm. And, you know, somebody may be listening to me and going, well, maybe now I'm going to challenge myself to see if I really like this podcast. (laughs) Exactly. But you know what? I welcome that. And because Mm -hmm. that challenges me to be accountable to the content that we're releasing. Yes. Right. So if I'm, if I'm going to, if I'm going to put this as a, you know, as a guideline in place for myself and I'm going to release a podcast, we're going to talk about accountability together and that, well, then I should probably be a model for that. And, and so I'm okay with that. I think one of the pitfalls that I, I get concerned with uh, is, is this sense of, you know, the emotional detachment Mm. that I sometimes see. And, and, we don't have to do a deep dive of this now. Maybe there's mm-hmm. a different space for that. But I think about, you know, some people uh, who are using some of these platforms uh, in, is, as a way by which to kind of push through an emotionally charged situation in a very unemotional way. I think about a breakup yes. that may take place over a text, right, or over yeah. a social media platform. You're not seeing the tears of the recipient. You're not hearing the pain in one's voice. And I think from our perspective, growing up in a time when these things were not available to us, Mm -hmm. we did experience that, right? We would, you know, be broken up with or we would break up with in person, right? Face to face. Yeah. And, and that, I mean, that builds character on both ends, you know, you know, both parties in that, that moment. Uh, and I think that, you know, quite honestly, that, 
that leads to a good degree of credibility that when what you were talking about before and, and you know, thinking about, you know, the generations before us, mm-hmm. you know, how did they communicate, right? They, they communicated in person, face to face, a handshake, you know, and so. Absolutely. And you, you, you made the statement, you know, at the risk of being that guy, right? you said yeah. that before you started this piece. Yeah. Um, we'd be remiss if we didn't at least acknowledge that tool that a younger generation primarily is using to do things like what you just said. Mm. We, we have to acknowledge that, you know, this is a tool that a lot of folks are using to communicate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's an, and impact, there's an impact to that. There's an impact to that. And I, and maybe a bit, uh, maybe as a way by which to kind of cap off this portion of the conversation, but Again, because I don't want to go into a deep dive on this and, and, and continue to be that guy. But I'm going to steal a phrase from you, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, but you had said to me, you know, people behave or act in some of these forums, not based on belief, value, norms, even experiences, but more based on an impulse. Mm-hmm. And. And when I see that play out, right, another, I'll say, guideline that I do is I try not to go down the wormholes of conversations or replies and things like that. I, because I'm finding so many, you know, impulsive, you know, behaviors yes. uh, and that and reactions. And, and I'm sure that there's, there's great space for that. And I'm, there's, 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 you know, unbelievable conversations that have the potential to take place. But there's also that part of me where I'm like, you know, what? pick up the phone and talk to somebody. Right. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. you know, and so with that being said, I, I really thought that, that you you struck a chord with me when you said that. And and it may be more than anything. And it was in a self-serving way, kind of validated my challenge to step back from content and ask myself, do I like this before mm-hmm. clicking a like instead of it just being an impulse as I'm scrolling through? Yeah, that is interesting. Well, I appreciate you starting us um, down the road of how to, how to bridge the gap between generations through communication. And one, one response that I'll have for you is, and I'm going to come back to this idea of awareness. Yeah. And what I mean by that, Dave, is, is that as a middle-aged man, um, you know, I, th- I think, and I, I alluded to this a little bit earlier, but I think about my experience with my kids and mm-hmm. at whatever stage they're in, um, you know, how special Christmas was when they were super young or some of the struggles during teenage years and high school and things like that, that can be as painful as the breakup that you mentioned. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. What I try to do at my age is to think back to my own experience at those different stages and in development and what I was thinking and gosh, I was a mess back then. Right. And, and I also, sometimes I think about my parents' generation when they were the same age and, and you know, what they might've been thinking or how they may have uh, reacted to similar situations. And then, you know, I find myself very quickly transitioning some of those thoughts to my parents now and, and there's the stage of life that they're in. Um, I just, I think about, wow, you know, to a certain extent, this is, these are some of the things that I have to look forward to. Um, I take a step back 
I mean, it's, it's, it's everything, right? Like it's the physical stuff, but it's also, as it relates to relationships, uh, I, I take a look at, all right, um, in 20 years or so, what would I like the relationships to be, um, with, with people? Well, obviously my kids, um, with my nieces and my nephews, right. And how can I use communication to impact that? Cause I think that that's, that's sort of the guiding, um, the path, right. That's going to be how I lay the groundwork for really close relationships when I get to when I'm 20 years older and it, it, you know, when you think about it that way, when you, and you and I have had great conversations about the fact that we do have the awareness to not only go back in time and think about, gosh, what was it like when I was 17, (laughs) but also, gosh, what will it be like when I'm 74? Right. And what's really cool about that, I think is that it shapes my current listening, my, my empathy, compassion, and starts to develop an experience with with all those generations does that does that resonate oh my gosh on so many levels alex and i really like how you you know you reference the fact that you're you know we'll put a label on it middle age yeah <laughs> and, and and i'm a card carrying member as well <laughs> and what i find is that that gives us great perspective yeah you know and and we're almost like the conduit between the generations right we can look and and i i you know i i like the the idea of i can look ahead and try to imagine what it's going to be like you know but here's the thing maybe i'll ask that person who's walking in the shoes before me right maybe i'll ask my Mm -hmm. dad maybe i'll ask an uncle what's it like to be them yeah and and hopefully i have the presence of mind of doing so as soon as we hang up right Um, (laughs) but then i also think back to the younger version of me like you offered up and i think did how did i behave did i behave in accordance to what i feel you know a person of that age is respectable in that and and i'm gonna just briefly share a situation that happened a number of times when I was younger mm-hmm. um, in that I loved basketball and played a ton of basketball when I was younger. And I'll, you know, say I was in high school aged and I would be at the park and the park was basically through the yards across the street from me. And there at any given day, you'd be able to get a game of pickup with, you know, kids from the neighborhood. And one dad would lean on his fence and just watch us play. Mm-hmm. And I think to myself, as we'd be playing, I'd look over and I'm like, I know he's got skills, you know, cause I knew him <laughs> and I knew his sons and that. Yeah. And I would just call him over. I'd say, Hey, you want to play? And you know, sometimes he'd, you know, he just, no, 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 you guys, you guys keep playing. You guys keep playing. Yeah. And I, you know, and, and that, but then every so often he'd jump in. And I'm not saying, you know, like I was doing him any favors or that, but fast forward to where I am today. And it recently happened to me. I mean, I I was telling you, like literally just happened to me. Here I am. I'm that guy, you know, that middle-aged guy at the courts, just shooting around by myself. Kids start rolling up. A game looks like it's about to take place. And I actually even recognize a couple of the kids. And there's this 
kind of subtle nonverbal acknowledgement that we know each other. Mm. And quite honestly, I wasn't going to jump in a game if they asked me to yeah. <laughs> for, for a whole litany of reasons. But then as I walked off, I just kind of walked off and I sat in my car for a moment and I'm not looking for a pity party, but yeah. I was reflecting on the moment. And that's what brought me back to the younger version of myself. And these are good kids, Alex. I'm, I'm not, I'm not doing this in a way by which to, to slam anybody. I mean, they're, you know, they're dealing with peer group and, you know, pressure from that. And, you know, but I think to myself, what would, what would younger Dave have done? But you know what? I know what younger Dave would have done because younger Dave did ask the guy leaning on his fence if he wanted to come play basketball. Wow. Yeah. And so that perspective, right, that perspective serves us well because we can reflect back on how things are. I didn't do everything right, but I feel in that moment I did to bridge the gap between a generation by simply asking them to join. Absolutely. What a, what a great story for, uh, and relevant story for, um, shaping your connection, your interpretation based on your experience. And, and here's the thing, Dave, it's, it's connecting with each generation and doing so in a way, I love the, 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 uh, the story of your younger version and, and the respect that you showed that dad by saying, okay, hey, come on and join us. Um, so in connecting with generations, it's a level of respect mm-hmm. where, where I would encourage folks to not discount experiences. Yeah. Um, there's the idea of no judgment, right? Like, and I, let me go back to your story. You're in your car and you're, you're really looking at that. And you, you know, it's, it's, you're reflecting on your experience and, and how do you do that without judgment, you know? Right. So that's interesting. And then when all is said and done, when the dust settles on, on, on all the things we're talking about, it really comes back to leaning in and listening to to the contributions of all the generations. Everybody's got something to contribute. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I really like how you pulled all that together, Alex. And when you talk about leaning in and listening, it's, it's also listening to your, your current self. Yeah. And, and that's what I was trying to do in that moment and figuring out, all right, how's this going to help me to serve others? And how's this going to serve me? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. All right, sir. So do you think this is a good place to set this one down? Yes, sir. All right. Well, it was great connecting with you again, Alex. It was great to talk with you today, Dave. Thank you. All right. Take care. You too.